Guten Tag, Privet! Hello and welcome to the Duspois podcast. Now, of course, there's only one thing everyone is talking about right now, and that is that Danny Estrin, lead singer of Voyager, Australia's 2023 Eurovision entry, Promise, has just announced that he has been diagnosed with cancer that requires immediate treatment. Unfortunately, we don't have any word on the type of cancer at this stage. A brief segment of the statement he posted on the band's social. Hi everyone, Danny here. Last week I was dealt some life-altering news. I've been diagnosed with cancer that requires immediate treatment. I am obviously devastated that we cannot perform on our forthcoming European tour, especially after this incredible Eurovision year we've had. I am on strict doctor's orders to not take this lightly. Put my health first and get this sorted so we can be on stage again as soon as possible. This has been an extremely hard decision to make, but one that everyone will hopefully understand. At this stage, the tour will be rescheduled to October 2024, and we'd love fans to keep hold of their tickets where possible, but we understand if you prefer to request a refund, you can do so from your point of sale. In the coming weeks, I will focus on my health and family and ask that everyone please respect our privacy. I truly value and appreciate everyone's support and understanding during this time. Love your fierce friend. Danny. It's also incredibly bad timing for the Australian band who have been experiencing a huge surge of, shall we say, finger waggle overnight success that the band has been working towards since 1999. Anyone who's followed our podcast know that starting in October, they were going to be doing a blitzkrieg of a European tour, pretty much a new city, almost new country every night, bam, bam, bam. They're suggesting that they'll be doing this again in October of next year. Hopefully, fingers crossed, he can get his treatment, get well and get back on the road. Look, we have to remember this is not the first time cancer has impacted a beloved Eurovision performer. In 1992, Australian performer Olivia Newton-John, she announced on July 14th, 1992, that she had been diagnosed with breast cancer. Olivia said in her statement, I draw strength from the millions of women who have faced this challenge successfully. This has been detected early because I've had regular examinations, so I encourage other women to do the same. Within 24 hours, Olivia and her husband and their daughter left their Malibu home and went to Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, where she was given a partial mastectomy of her right breast. Also meant a cancellation of her 16-city US concert tour as she was just beginning to promote her new album. But for poor Olivia, this wasn't just the double whammy of being diagnosed with breast cancer and having to cancel your American tour. This was a triple whammy because when she got this diagnose, this was only two weeks. Okay, bear this in mind. Two weeks, a fortnight after her own father, Brindley Newton-John, had died from cancer. Can you even imagine? 21 years later, in 2013, the cancer returned, unfortunately, and Olivia underwent treatment again. In 2017, four years later, the cancer returned and this time spread to her bones. But Olivia lived for another five years and on the 8th of August 2022, at age 73, she passed. But Olivia was an absolute champion and never took her cancer diagnosis lying down. She fought back the entire time. 
And she actually started her own not-for-profit charity that engages in research and helps those diagnosed with cancer. And in in 2008, she raised funds to help build the Olivia Newton-John Cancer and Wellness Centre in Melbourne, Australia. She led a three-week, 228-kilometre walk. I can't walk 228 feet without needing to sit down. She did a 228-kilometre walk along the Great Wall of China during April, joined by various celebrities and cancer survivors throughout her trek. The walk symbolised the steps cancer patients must take on their road to recovery. Of course, her organization is still running today. And if you want to donate, you can support them by looking up the Olivia Newton-John Cancer Research Institute. What we're going to do is we're going to mention a couple of not-for-profits and we'll actually put links to them up on our Facebook page. So if you feel, so if you want to in your position where you can give some money to cancer research or indeed any cancer research organization that's in your community, they always appreciate every dollar they can get. But they're not the only Eurovision contestants who have had to kick cancer in the ass. Fianola Shiri, she is an Irish violinist who won Eurovision ba, 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 for Norway. If you're wondering why, it's because she's actually in the band Secret Garden. It's a Norwegian band. She was in there with her husband, who is a Norwegian. And they actually won Eurovision in 1995. You might remember the song for its lack of words, Secret Garden, a lot of ha ha ha, a lot of violin playing. There's a reason it sounds so Irish. That's because of its 50% blood of Irish. Now, in 2019, Fianola's mother passed away. The day Before her mother's funeral, Fianola had a long-standing appointment to have a breast screen breast check. Now, what these are, like, when women get of a certain age or if they have a history of, say, breast cancer in their family, what you do is, you know, usually – It depends where you go and your situation and the individual. It could be, say, every year or every three years, depending on your circumstance. And what it is, is you have to go. There's a machine. Usually they do a mammogram. You've got to basically pick up your boob, pump it into this machine. It sort of gets squished between two books and kind of almost like they x-ray the boob so they can see if there's any like low any lumps or growths. You also do this in part with this is where where you check for lumps. So it's it's, it's the same as, as pap smears. You you go, you have one, and then you know you've got to come back in one, two, three years, whatever your situation. She realized, unfortunately, one of the worst experiences of, of her life as she's getting ready to bury her mother, she realized her breast screen appointment is actually busily booked in for the day before the funeral. Fianola almost didn't make the appointment, feeling overwhelmed with grief, but decided last minute to go. Turned out to be the best decision of her life because what they discovered was she didn't just have cancer, but she actually had an aggressive cancerous tumour. In interviews, she says, it was an aggressive tumour and I was so very lucky they caught it early went into immediate treatment and again couple were on the verge of a world tour and had to cancel all of their bookings obviously your health comes first nobody should ever be asked to delay cancer treatment for a concert 
The performer had two surgeries and the tumour was removed. But that wasn't the end of the battle as the performer then had to endure a month's radiation. Then the performer actually had another heart-wrenching decision. Doctors were suggesting the possibility of chemo. Doctors warned her that there was a slight chance that that particular chemo that they wanted to use may result in nerve damage in her fingers and toes. For anybody, that would be a gut-wrenching decision, but especially for a violinist, a performer, where your music comes through your fingers. The performer was forced to agonise through that decision. Ultimately, the performer decided that because they had caught the tumour so quickly and because she had such good surgeons, she opted, she did the month's radiation, but declined chemotherapy. The performer says of her experience, quote, it really is 18 months to two years out of your life with the recovery and all of that. There were days when it was grand and then there were days when it was just shit, to be honest with you. Luckily, the performer recovered and the two have since gone back to touring. And it's quite funny because they they managed to pick up on this tumour so quickly because she was actually went to a breast screen check van. Now, what these are, I don't know if your country has them or not. We have them in Australia, although they tend to sort of do the, the suburbs of Australia. But in Ireland, what they do is there's a lot of like smaller and more remote areas. Now, this is the problem with people living in remote areas. It's a big trip for you to plan a whole trip just to go to the city. Can I get an appointment? Then you have to stay overnight in the accommodation. And it's not just the inconvenience. A lot of people just don't have the money to say, book a trip to Dublin, stay overnight, accommodation, and then the bus fares. So unfortunately, even having that checkup can be cost effective. And one of the reasons there are so many of these vans in Ireland is actually because of a Eurovision song contest host. That's right, on the 3rd of May 1997, Ireland was hosting the Eurovision Song Contest after winning the year before with The Voice by Emar Quinn. So Ronan Keating, huge star from a boy band. Come on, you all know Ronan Keating. If you know anything about boy bands, if you're listening to a Eurovision podcast, I'm guessing you know boy bands. So Ronan Keating, along with Carrie Crowley, hosted the 1997 Eurovision. In 1994, Ronan Keating's mother had actually been diagnosed with breast cancer. And on February the 2nd, 1998, unfortunately, Marie Keating died from breast cancer at age 51. The very next day after her death, her family, including Ronan Keating, established the Marie Keating Foundation. Initially, it was created just to provide advice and to support those diagnosed with breast cancer. But then as the organization grew louder and louder, it's actually expanded to cancer information awareness and also support services for all forms of cancer for both men and women. And like I said, it actually sponsors these breast check vans, which go out to some of the rural and more remote areas to make sure that every woman in Ireland is able to get a breast checkup once a year. And that is amazing. That is so amazing. 
I know we all inhale a little bit and it all hits us somewhere when we mention the big word, when we mention C. We all know somebody who's been affected by cancer, whether they've had it, they've had a treatment, we've lost someone to it. I think I speak for everyone when I say, fuck cancer. I think we all agree with that. But all we can do is stay strong, stay positive and fight and research until we kick its ass for good. Don't be scared. Remember, we're already making huge leaps in the treatments and the fights against cancer. Was that only a few years ago, actually, in Australia, we actually invented a vaccine to one of the most common forms of ovarian cancer that blows my mind. So many young girls now are never going to have to stress about one of the previous biggest ovarian threats to ladies because now they can get the vaccine. In Australia, they actually did a campaign where they gave the the vaccine free to all school-age children, girls and boys. It was found out that this particular cancer is actually spread by a virus. So boys can actually get it as well and boys can transmit the virus. So that's why they made the vaccination free for everyone. If you're living in a country that doesn't have it, you know, certainly jump online, look into it, find out where you can get it in your area. And let's just look forward to the day where we get to kick cancer in its nuts. But between now and then, keep smiling. Remember to do those checks, checks for lumps, check your skin for skin cancer, or maybe ask someone attractive to come in and have a look while you're having a shower. Just make sure. Don't forget those weird spots on your back that you can't see. Get someone to have a look. I mean, when I say get someone to have a look, ask someone if they wouldn't mind having a look for you. You know, don't just rip off your kit at the bus stop. But stay happy, stay positive, stay healthy. And just remember, oh my Lord, I th- what? We only have like about six months until it's Eurovision again. Ah, I can't wait.